Meanwhile, in a vampire murder world type of place, Jubilee, Boom Boom, Wolverine, and Dazzler realize they need to pretend to fight to maybe get out alive. This is good stuff, you guys. Now one of you throw a fake punch at the other. Ugh, kind of feel like throwing a real one, to be honest. That's called method acting. Oh, this is absolutely some meth behavior, all right. <laughs> what? Hold on, everyone stop. What? Wait, wait. Tabitha? Yeah? How, how do you know what meth behavior is like? Oh, come on. I mean, it's like, you know, we've all done meth before, right? No, and I'm a pop star and I haven't even done meth. Yeah, my healing factor makes meth just like I don't even feel it. I heal it too fast so I don't even get high. Oh, so just me? Well, okay, fine. Fuck all of you. Maybe how about you try dating Cannonball and all the shit that he puts you through and then he goes and marries some other bitch and has a baby with him and then you think you don't do meth. All right? How about that, huh? Tabitha, your tooth fell out. Oh, shit. Um... Guys, I think I have a problem. <laughs> oh my God, your eyebrow fell off. Oh shit. Well, it was fake because I actually have been just pulling out all my hair because, you know, when I can't get my dealer to like meet me in time. Tabitha, your tits popping out. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Um, anyway, uh, so I guess nobody wants to do meth right now. I have some. I mean, I'll try anything once. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, wait, there's mirrors everywhere, though. This is perfect. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 241 of CBQ Legacy. That's Comic Book Queers. I'm your host, Evil Jeff, and I am here, as always, with Brett. With Brett. Hi, Evil Jeff. Hi, yay. We're doing another show. Oh, meth. Meth Have you ever done meth? Have you ever smoked? Have you ever smoked meth? Smoked meth? No, I've done a bump of meth. I I will tell you this. I was a raver in college, and my Mm -hmm. boyfriend... And me were ravers, and we were friends with these other ravers that lived in the dorm down the hall from me, and they all decided to do meth. I never liked speedy things. I was much more of a like to go downtown. I wanted to relax. So I was just more like pot and mushrooms and like some, you know, some Valium. But they all did this thing called Crystal, this new drug called Crystal. And I was like, I don't know, guys. I don't like cocaine. So people were like, no, this is like less addictive than cocaine. Lie! And then within like six months, everybody was picking their skin away, including my boyfriend. And then my boyfriend was like stealing money from me. And then I was like, oh, this drug is terrible. This drug, this meth drug. And that is why I never decided to do it. Are they okay now? Those friends? Do you know where they are? No. Uh, One of them actually is okay. I think she works in fashion in New York. Two of them, one I think is like a housewife somewhere. One I'm pretty sure is dead. And then my ex is like, is like maybe 150 pounds overweight and he's finally sober. Don't do meth, kids. It's not good. It's not good. And don't make jokes about meth, Leah Williams. Is it Leah Williams who wrote this? (laughs) Yeah. It is Leah Williams. How dare who wrote, you? Exterminators number two. That was a scene from Exterminators number two, which Evil Jeff and I will be talking about later yes. on in the show. Mirrors. But first, break out that mirror because we're going to do some meth. 
And by meth, I mean discuss some hot topics. Hit it. What are you going to pick? Hot topics. <laughs> All right, let's go from meth to the MCU, okay? Natural transition. Yeah. Um, let's talk about a number of MCU things. So we dropped an episode last week, and wouldn't you know, right after we recorded, a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special trailer dropped. Now, wow. I was shocked because I really thought it was a next year thing, not a this year thing. Yeah. So happy. It is confusing of, I couldn't tell how much... If it's like, is this is this really just Mantis and a Druig? Not Druig. What's it? Drax. Oh, Drax. Probably. Although it's probably because it looks more like of a- it looks like they're all in it. But for some reason, I had this feeling that Chris Pratt is just like like a background. He's like player. a side character, like, right? Oh, we're but gonna they're- go on a mission to like make Chris Pratt like uh, Star Lord happy for Christmas. Or something. I would be surprised if this was just one long linear story without having like a cavalcade of people in it. Yeah. So, yeah, it looks like it does center on Drax and Mantis, which is great. They're the comic relief. But this is clearly inspired by the Star Wars holiday special from 1978. Yes. And that, while it did have like a narrative through thread, was a lot. It was like more of a variety show than anything yeah, else. Exactly. So you think with B. Be Arthur like as a bartender. Music, yeah, there'll be some musical numbers, do you think, in this one? There'll be some musical numbers. There'll be some celebrity cameos beyond Kevin Bacon, which is hilarious, yeah, by the way. I love it. Yeah, I'm excited. And I th- there's a lot of like younger folks online are like, what the hell is this? I'm like, ugh. 1978, Star Wars holiday special. Come on. That's what this is. Yeah. Stop. Love it. Um, there's more actually before we get into more MCU rumors let's talk about something that's confirmed speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy it seems DC Studios if that's what they're called who are kind of resetting embarking on a new try they've put James Gunn in the role of Kevin Feige yeah James Gunn is the DC Kevin Feige and How do all we feel? I'm saying is I feel like this is their like oh okay so um, uh, Peacemaker is now this is like what Peacemaker and Suicide Squad, this is what we're basing the whole DC universe off of now going forward. And I'm like, that is the smartest decision DC has ever made. Smartest. It's like the only smart decision they've made thus far. Yeah. I'm now going to be super. I, I will say I am interested of how they're going to combine it. If whether they're going to keep things separate because there's like a separate Batman world. There's a like, it's weird. Like the Joker universe is separate from the Batman universe. And it's like, is that going right, to come together? Right. Like, are we going to try to merge things? Or are we going to keep things separate? And is Flash going to be canceled? <laughs> <laughs> God, I hope so. I would love it if they just did a reset, but kept some of the same actors the same. Yeah. You know, reset, but give us Henry Cavill as a better Superman, which actually is rumored that he'll be returning For like a Man of Steel 2, but it'll be... Isn't he coming to the MCU for something? I heard he'll be in Loki 2, Loki season 2, as Hyperion of the Squadron Supreme. Mm. Which is hilarious because he's a Superman parody. Yeah, love it. So that's great. Well, congratulations, James Gunn. I think I heard the first person James Gunn called to tell the news that he was now in charge of DC movies is Kevin Feige. And then the second person he called is John Cena. I just love. uh, uh, Did he call Feige and being like, fuck you, fucker. 
Good luck I mean, I love Guardians of the Galaxy going forward. Kevin Feige is so powerful that he created his own arch nemesis. I know, right? <laughs> he made him. But I honestly don't feel they're really that. I, the people that like pit Marvel and DC against each other, I just feel like they're just so different from each other. And there's room at the table for all of these things. Like no one pits like Lord of the Rings versus Game of Thrones. Well, I guess maybe <laughs> right. some people do, but I just sure. feel like there's Star Trek the versus Star Wars. Everyone. They do. I got into a, like yeah. last night I was at a Halloween party and someone was like fully dressed in full Batman, like full Batman gear. Good Lord. And his wife was in a penguin onesie, like just like a cheap little. Oh, that's like cute. penguin onesie. And it was just so funny of like someone spending so much time and the other one just buying like an Amazon penguin onesie being like, well, I'm the penguin. <laughs> I'm the penguin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it made me laugh. Um, but yeah, but people, we did get into, conver- I got into a bunch of conversations with people of like DC versus Marvel and people were always like, oh, well, Je-, like Joe was always like, well, Jeff's always D- Marvel. And I'm like, no, I like DC. I like DC stuff too. I just don't like the comics that much. But I never am like, ugh, DC gross. Because I, I like hope DC's. X-Men. Yeah. I hope they shit the bed. I hope they fail. No. It, yeah. Why would I want that? No. It's just sadly, they did fail a lot with like Superman, Batman versus Superman, Wonder Woman 1984. There's just a lot of like badness of it. The Justice League redone by Zack, Zack Snyder cut of Justice Oof. League. There's just what a lot of bad. But you know what? Yeah. Harley Quinn. Harley, Harley Quinn, Quinn is up there, the maybe even Suicide better Squad. than a lot of the stuff um, from Marvel. Um, the Birds Batman movie with Robert Pattinson, loved it. It's great. It's great. So you know, I'm open. So, I'm open. I'm, I'm excited to see what this. Chill is out. Yeah, I'm excited too. Um, I'm also excited about some things that are rumored on the Marvel side. Give me some rumors, girl. All right, number one is. Vision Quest, if we all remember that classic Marvel storyline from the West Coast Avengers. Um, Vision Quest seems to be a show that is going into production about Vision trying to reclaim himself. Get his find humanity himself, back. Get his humanity back. Here for it. Another venue in which Scarlet Witch may pop up. Well, she's clearly... I feel that the fact that... Um, Agatha Harkness, it's called the Coven of Chaos, and the Scarlet Witch is the origin of, like, chaos magic. Like, I feel like she has to pop up in that, and if she's going to pop up in that, then she has to pop up in Vision Quest. I feel like this Coven of Chaos could try to resurrect her. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right, so more, so that's a show. Very excited about that. Love Paul Bettany getting his own vehicle. Um, Do we know about this Sasha Baron Cohen being cast in Ironheart. Oh, as the villain? As a villain, as we know, Anthony Ramos is playing Parker Robbins, the hood nice. in Ironheart. Yeah, looks great. Um, Where, but you know, the wait hood, a minute. No, I just, because the hood, Brian K. Vaughn wrote the hood. That's right. He created the hood. Where is the hood now? I don't think I've what seen the, the When was the last time? I don't think I've don't seen know. the hood in the Marvel Universe in years quite a while i think the hood shows up in books that you don't read yeah i just don't hear about him or see him anywhere anymore yeah i love the character yeah oh that's awesome love it yeah so you know the hood is about kind of like stolen magic like the hood is a little bit of a faustian character Mm -hmm. 
And so there was a rumor that Sasha Baron Cohen is showing up in Ironheart as a particular character. And I think it is connected to perhaps the hood selling his soul to the devil, if you will, because Sasha Baron Cohen is playing Mephisto. Do you know what? Do you know how many times Mephisto was just a red herring? Do you know how many times <laughs> they've predicted Mephisto was going to show up in Loki? In WandaVision. They want Mephisto to show up everywhere. So I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe it when I see it. Um, okay. How about this one? Ant-Man and the Wasp, Mania. Have you heard about it? Yeah. There's a rumor that William Jackson Harper was secretly cast and will show up somewhere in that movie. Wait, who's that? Cheaty from The Good Place. <gasps> oh, ooh, I wonder is a good guy or bad guy. Ooh, I don't know, but do you remember who my number one choice for Reed Richards is? Oh, yeah. That would be interesting. Just saying. There's no way he's going to be Reed. All no I way. know is that they need to find a way to have him shirtless at some point. Because you can't waste yes, that Yes, that, that episode. That Ooh, that episode of Good Place. Yeah. My God. Why did it take so long? Yeah, it is funny when you see people that wear baggy clothes or they're always covered up or they're playing a nerdy character and then suddenly Mm -hmm. they get topless and they're just jacked and you're just like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm looking at you in a completely different way. Oh, Um, final bit of casting I want to talk about is uh, (laughs) Amelia Clark's character in Secret Invasion has been confirmed. Oh, who is it? Who do you think? I have no idea. Just tell me. I remember we, we were guessing. Who were we guessing? Is it who we were guessing? I can't even remember yes. who we were guessing. Wait, it is did, who we were guessing. Who did we guess? I can't remember anymore. Abigail Brand. Oh, shit. Why is her hair Millie not Clark green? will be playing Abigail well, Brand. Her, hair, her hair's not green, though. Hair's not green. Interesting. But will she be revealed as a mutant? <gasps> will she be revealed as the Skrull Queen? Oh, that's also interesting, too. Hmm. Yes. So we've got the rumor that Olivia Coleman is playing Union Jack and Amelia Clark. Uh, I think it's more than a rumor. Confirmed. Abigail Brand. Love it. Oh, Crazy. I love that Great. Abigail Brand is going to be that. I've seen she's on oh. the cover of the new um, X-Men Red, and I'm kind of I'm kind of here for it, like bringing back that cat and mouse type of Well, thing. they ended the last X-Men Red with it. Yeah. With... um. Wizkid and Cable finding out that Brand is in bed with Orcus. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's going to be real fun. Um, real fun. I uh, We're not really going to be talking about movies and stuff today because we there isn't much going on. But I, I was wondering if I could bring up something I watched now. Just bring yeah. it up now. Um, because you were talking about Kevin Bacon. Yes. I saw a movie starring Kevin Bacon's daughter. Really, turkey bacon? <laughs> I wish. I wish her name was Turkey Bacon. Sosie Bacon, she's the daughter of Kevin Bacon, Kira Sedgwick. She is the smar, st- smar. She is the star of a certain horror movie called Smile. She is. I didn't know that. Yes, I didn't realize. Oh, until did after. you see Smile? I watched Smile. Did you see Smile? No, how was it? I'm dying to see it. It's just okay. <laughs> yeah, I heard it's really good. The, it's okay. I think people saying, I think that Barbarian where everyone's like, you have to see it, you have to see it. They were doing that with Smile too. And Barbarian in some ways lived up to the hype. And Smile was like, oh, this is cute. This is fun. But it's no, it follows. It's no, the ring. It's basically the ring and it follows like combined together with okay. smiling people. Yeah. 
But great viral marketing campaign I saw on TV a few weeks ago. Yes, and I will tell you the the and I, this is a, a, my latest qualm with um, horror movies lately is that the lower the budget the better your horror movie will be. When you Hell start yeah. doing a lot of CGI, that's when it becomes less scary. When, like, if I don't know if you saw, like, any of the latest, like, I recently watched, uh, like, The Exorcist again, and then there's, like, a new trailer of, like, a nun, like, dealing with possession, and the graphics and CGI are so polished that it doesn't look scary. When you have, yeah. like, these, like, in-camera real practical effects on 35 millimeter it's scary and i will say with this movie smile it's basically a demon that shows up as anybody just smiling at you that's frightening that's frightening but then they started resorting to all of these cgi monstery things and i'm oh, like oh really oh nowhere is scary as just the people smiling. Yeah. The people yeah. smiling is infinitely time scary. So it's just funny where they were like putting all of this money to do all this extra stuff where I'm like, if you didn't do that it's extra the least stuff effective. and just had the creepy smiling, it would be a million times scarier. So that was my only complaint. It's fun though. It's a fun ride. I I do it's I think it's great. It's like if you want a nice little creepy, creepy um like the ring, the grudge, it follows that type of thing. Smile is right up there with all of that. Okay, great. So, Barbarian is on HBO Max, by the way. Yeah. Oh, ooh. Yes, I need to get Joe to watch it. See if he hates <laughs> it or not. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's the world of movies. Thank you for getting a little spooky thing in there. We had yes. not done that. Ooh, I know, because this is going to come out after Halloween. So, that's yeah. Spook, spooky-doo-doo. Spook, <laughs> spook-doo-doo. Um, all right. Well, you want to uh, you want to talk about them, them mutants, them X-Men? Yeah. Hit the music. I want your ass. Oh, come on. So we've got, um, not only do we have Wolverine number 26, New Mutants number 31, X hyphen Terminators number two, we also have A.X.E. colon Judgment Day finale. Yeah. What do you want to talk about first? I think I feel like all of these other books are taking place after. They are. So I would say let's talk about Start with X. Judgment Day. Let's start with yeah. Judgment Day. What a journey. Yeah. I I love this event. I think this event's good and one of the best Marvel crossover events I've ever read. Wow. Okay. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I am not on the same page. I I guess for me, when they just started killing everybody off, I'm like, oh, they're going to undo this. But how are they going to undo yeah. it? Yeah. And they just undo it in such, it was like, and we're just going to all undo it and it didn't happen. I don't know. I don't know. That just kind of bothers me. I think it's written well. And I think like the, a lot of the battle scenes and everything were fine. But I, I just felt the stakes got a little like jumbled. Okay. I saw it as a great opportunity to teach a god how to be a hero. Which they leveraged and did that. And it saved the day. Yeah, but that also is maybe in like three panels, I feel like. I felt like sure. they could have sure, sure. a bit more. I mean, this was a dense finale. A lot of stuff happens in yeah. just terms of plot. Like there's just a lot of... So we've got, you know, first... We'll just run through it. We're, we're teleporting humans to the eternal cities in the 
those are in like the middle of the earth. Yeah. While we've got this team of Wolverine and Cersei and Ajax and Jean Grey and Iron Man, they're trying to get to the progenitor's brain. They get there. And then this was my favorite moment. The Betsy was moment. when Jean <laughs> yeah, was when was great. Jean quotes Betsy, but she kind of gets it wrong, <laughs> which I'm like, it's because Jean was never listening. Yeah. Yeah. Jean never actively listens to anybody except when she needs to. But she was like the she's like, yeah, this is Betsy's move. They're like, what is it? The final totality. <laughs> the psychic totality. I'm like, you didn't get that right. So she goes for it and Ajax like, no, don't. Because we still have to get all those billion people he already killed back. And Jean Grey was like, fuck him. It's too late. If we Jean wait. was like, fuck him. But at the same time, she's like, but if we wait, everybody dies and we die and then it's all over. Yeah. And Jean's like, they're like, yo, if you kill him now, Cyclops will never come back because he killed Cyclops. And Jean's like, bitch, I got Cyclops cooking right now in a pod. Don't I don't care. Yeah. And Tony and Ajak are like, well, we do. We still value death, you bitch. And so we're going to try to figure out a way to reverse this. Meanwhile, the progenitor is attacking humans. They're fighting back. Orcus fights back. Sign the Minotaur and Exodus. Take it to the progenitor. There's another great line where Jean Grey's like, wait, we're counting on Orcus to hold the line? <laughs> Jean is a fucking... Yeah, Jean's over Jean, it. She's she does, over she's it. over it. She's so over <laughs> it in this issue. She has no filter. This is no filter, Jean. Yeah. And she's I'm also just like it. she's like, y'all know I'm like an omega level telepath. I can read all of your minds, and you're all garbage. You're all garbage. garbage. Fuck all of you. <laughs> and Jean's still so mad because the progenitor was like, "No, you're garbage. You killed a billion people." She was like, "Oh my god." Why are you so obsessed with me? When are you going to get over that? But at the same time, it wasn't her. I wish that's the one other big flaw is that someone did not do their full reading. Is that was not her. It was not her. It was the Phoenix Force cloned her body and did all of that stuff. Okay. Ask Chris Claremont. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure Chris Claremont is reading this fuming. He's not reading this. No, no, he is. I. This is what I guess. Chris, Chris Claremont is now living under a bridge. And no. he is secretly reading all of these things. And when he dies, he's going to release this long called the Chris Claremont Diaries. Mm. And on the cover, there'll be a picture of him in Destiny's like mm-hmm. In Destiny's um, outfit, yeah. And it literally will just be him complaining about every single decision every single character arc ever made in the X-Men since he's left. <laughs> and it literally and will be like, Anole, syllable. hate him. Fuck Anole. Kitty Pride now is a pirate. Hate it. Like, I just want to, like, just him hating everything. Anyway, Cersei is like, oh, fuck this. Put me on, put me on the intercom. Everybody on Earth, we've been using you as fuel. Every time one of us dies, the way we're resurrected is one of you dying. And everyone's like, oh, fuck you. Yeah, but also, then, how many of them are there? So how many people die? I know, right? Like, how many how many Eternals die a year? One. I know. So one person out of eight billion die? I'm like... Get over it. Get over it. <laughs> but then Cersei is like, see... 
even we could and the progenitor like erases her yeah so we lose cersei you know and then i think ajak gene and tony they like you know ajak worships the thing and gene empathizes with it tony reasons with it and it's like okay i'll reverse everything yeah, because there's Here a point where Sinister's like, oh, they're fighting. Go kill it, Gene. Kill it. Yeah. And then Gene's like, actually, no, it does seem like that we can actually stop it. So I guess I have to be good. Yeah. And I now that, and good. also it's like, if I have to listen to you, like Iron Man or Sinister, I guess I should listen to Iron Man. Probably Iron Man. Yeah. Why? And then. Oh, here's a question. Why wasn't Sinister judged? I know, right? What is that about? That seemed that really stood out to me. That sinister was I like, feel like Here that's I am be, never getting judged. There, I th- is that a way we're setting up sins of sinister somehow? Yeah, not I feel sure. like that that wasn't just said for no reason. You know, that I mean? was not a throwaway line. That's not a throwaway thing. Yeah, <sighs> it's fascinating. I find it fascinating. I do too. So then, here's how we end. Ajax is now their god. Which, fine. Um, Zaris, that dude's back to being Prime Eternal. Storm now has all of Uranus's, 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 your anus's weapons. Um, Eternals are now feared and hated. Welcome to the club. And my favorite Oh, and everything part, was reversed to before. Everything was reversed. Everybody Great. was killed. Um, and then the X-Men and Jean come up with the Phoenix Foundation, which I kind of freaking love. This is good. I did like this part. So they're resurrecting 5% of the five's work output is humans, specifically sick kids who just died. But here's the thing. That's good are they PR. Able to cure, are they able to cure the illness? I think so, yes. They didn't mention that. Can you imagine? It's like, and uh, here he is again. He's going to uh, die in six months, but here you go. You're just going to do this over and over <laughs> and over. No, they cure the kids. Yeah, you can't get mad at that. You can't get mad at that. That's good PR. Although, mm, when Orcus took the fight to the progenitor, they got good PR as well. Yes. So everybody loves Nimrod. Everybody loves Nimrod, which is a great sitcom. And they're like, they don't hate, hate the mutants. They're still going to hate the mutants because no matter what good you do, they hate the mutants, hate but you. they want to use the mutants. They're now like, yeah. okay, we'll use it. We're going to use your good. shit, but we're going to hate you. It's good PR, though. I mean, like, the mutants are like, well, we're going to bring your the kids that just died back. And it's like, mm. all right, I still hate you because I'm an ignoramus. But yeah. But it was just I, it was epic. It was good. It was different. It was. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it did suffer from like as soon as Cyclops's head blew up. I'm like, well, this is all getting reversed. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. The stakes were just a little. And I think they were like, oh, we'll fool you by killing Thor. And I'm like, I know you're not killing Thor. You can't. I know you ain't killing Thor. You're not killing Carol Danvers. Yeah. You can't kill Ms. Marvel and Thor and Cyclops. And then we're all just going to like roll with that. Like, that's not going to be. Yeah. But you can kill Cersei and we'll be like, "Mm, that's fine. Yeah. But we also lost Magneto. Yeah. So. But I do want to bring this up for now. We're about to talk, right, we're about to talk about Leah Williams' Exterminators number two. I want to go back to Leah Williams' The Trial of Magneto. Yeah. And do you remember, like, what the Scarlet Witch's whole thing was? Like, she created that waiting room, which was, like, the Elysium Fields of all mutants, so that you can even resurrect mutants that 
Yeah. So Magneto's just going to be in there. Like, so even if they don't have a backup, they still have that Scarlet Witch waiting room and can now, pull him from question, there. I have a question, but is the DNA right? in there as well? Or is that just the backup? Oh, Sinister definitely has Magneto's DNA. But that's what I'm saying is somewhere. he told Mag- Sinister to delete his DNA as well. Oh, right. But I don't believe it. That's the whole thing is I don't believe it. And that's the thing is Storm even said it. He's like, well, I can't come back. And she's just like, I mean, you know. You can. I mean, you know. I think they all you know knew, what? like, oh, we can still come back. It was more a gesture that we had this. We still can bring you back, but we're just not going to. We're going to honor it. And so I, that's where I still said before, I think Xavier is going to bring, there's going to be a big rift between Storm and Xavier about bringing yep. Magneto back. And I'm yes. here for it. I'm here for, for it. For sure. You know what? And if you, if you need Magneto's DNA, I say... Why don't you just check an old pair of pants in Xavier's closet? Yeah, hey. why don't you go right? Uh, whatever, take some toilet paper and wipe his butt. Oh, <laughs> why don't you swab his cheek? There's some Magneto DNA for you. Or, but then there's another thing: is could you get Joe? Isn't Joseph? The oh, other, stop it! The take other it, Magneto. Take this thought out of your mouth. <laughs> I was like, we could get that other Magneto. Is he from an alternate universe? Who was that? Other Didn't one? Joseph die? In the Matthew Rosenberg, like they're all dying, so we can set up Krakoa run right before House of X. Was he in that one? Oh yeah, I he think was. He brought, well, yeah. then that means I mean, come on, then bring him back. I mean, there you Don't go. Don't dare. <laughs> Don't you dare. By the way, speaking of Joseph, Kiki Palmer is actively posting videos online of her as Rogue now. Oh. Who that one guy who started that literally he all of Black TikTok went insane. And insane. I think when she was like, oh, hell yeah. Yep. Yep. But also the thing is, she's the most perfect actress to play Rogue on the planet. Oh, yeah. Come, come on. You can hear Kiki Palmer going, come on, sugar. <laughs> come on, sugar. <laughs> the only problem uh, is, is the X-Men movie is not being released until 2040. So, oh, yeah. We'll never see it. So she will be too old to play it at this rate. Oh, come on, Shug. All right, well, let's talk about Exterminators number two. Super fun. It's super, super fun. A um, bunch of bimbos running around, vampires trying to kill them. Yeah, and it Fairy looks like magic. Dazzler's ex is not only a vampire, it's Dracula's grandson. And I forgot that Dracula's son, Zerus, is the one that turned to Jubes. How about that? It's all connected. Yeah, and it t- I love how like they she ended the the issue with like a feral Wolverine, and it's like, oh, we have to fight Wolverine, and then literally she's like, oh my god, hi, what's going on? Hey, she's like, <laughs> oh, what are you guys doing here? <laughs> that was she's like, oh, I've been here for days. That was great. And then they're like, who said? And they forced her to wear this outfit. She's like, I know this that is was my boom, uniform. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, it's good. So yeah, so they happen upon Laura, and now it's the four of them on the same side. Um, and basically, they have to fight um, like mirror doppelgangers of themselves that were created by vampires using fairy magic. Oh, hello, wind. We see you over there. Yeah, so there's some fairy mirrors. They're stuck in a fairy mirror maze that as soon as you look at your reflection, it comes to life and attacks you. So they clearly have to start, um, they basically blindfold themselves or close their eyes. But now they're being sent to fight um, vampires that have no reflection. 
So that's going to be, I, I think that's, so, that's pretty fun. Yeah, that is pretty fun. Listen, if I were stuck in this glass maze where if I looked at my own, if I made contact with my reflection, an evil doppelganger will appear and try to kill me, I would be so dead. Because I can't not look at myself in a mirror. Yeah. Well, we're gay. That's the price we have to pay. It's a curse. I will tell you this, though. Um, We get a flash forward where they are on trial with the council, which is hilarious. But this makes you see is like, not only are they going to win, but something, they they end up basically destroying the relationship between vampires and and mutants. However, vampires are not considered human. And if they're being held under trial, I'm curious of like, I feel like the way they're being held by the vines, they broke one of the laws. So I'm just wondering if like a human got killed before we get to the end of this or something. I'm curious. Interesting. Yeah. Because killing vampires, who cares? I know. It's so weird that they are tied up by the vines. Yeah. What did they do that was so bad? Like, how is this going to end right. so badly that they're tied up and on trial? I mean, they definitely created like some sort of international incident with the vampire nation. Yeah. But I just love that, A, they're in weird costumes, so they're dressed up in Halloween costumes when they're on trial. So at some point, they get dressed up in costumes. Laura's a witch. Dazzler's a cheerleader. Yeah. <laughs> Jubilee's a sailor. Um, and I also love that Dazzler was able to kind of like cut through the quote unquote tri- trial, although Xavier says it's not a trial, um, and get a little moment of empathy with Emma Frost. Yeah. She's like, come on, Emma. Bad breakup. Emma's like, oh, been there. But then she's also like, I wouldn't know. I'm still fucking Cyclops. Oh. She's like, isn't that right? G- oh, fuck. She's not on the council anymore. Damn it. Damn it. Why am I even here? <laughs> so a uh, lot of fun, a lot of blood, a lot of boobs. Love this book. How about some Wolverine? Let's talk about Wolverine. Now we're, hey, this is my reaction to Wolverine number 26. Now we're getting somewhere. But also, I'll tell you this, now we're getting somewhere. How about we get there faster? Yeah. I don't need these long diatribes of them sitting in a backyard talking. I was skimming through, I was like, none of this matters. And I was skimming, skimming, skimming. I'm like, get to beast being evil. And then we got to it. I'm like, okay, this is where this should have been page two. (laughs) Yeah. The only thing of note in terms of the plot is that Wolverine gave Jeff Bannister's daughter a severed Deadpool finger and said, this is your key to Krakoa. This will get you through the gate. So I'm sure Bannister and the daughter are going to have to use that at some point. Yeah. But I mean, it seems like it's called the Beast Agenda, this storyline. This ends with Wolverine's body parts being auctioned off live. 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 Disgusting. And Disgusting. he can't do anything because Bannister's being held hostage and they're going to kill him. They'll kill if Bannister if like, Wolverine moves. So he lets him do it. And then one of the buyers in the audience is Beast. And he puts on the table, well, how much to be the one to kill Wolverine? So you're like, ooh. But as that's not really evil. He's like, I could end your suffering by just killing you and then we'll just resurrect you. And, not, and like this can just kind of be over. Of course, yes. Which now that it's um, everyone knows about resurrection, like I'm sure that will come up at the beginning of next issue. Like, what yeah. are you going to do? Just resurrect him again? 
But the other thing, too, is they were already fighting when they were, like, doing stuff in the danger room, prepping for future battles. Beast is now at the point of, like, oh, yeah, we need to just preemptively strike. Yeah, that's evil. People that we think are do stuff. And then you're like, that's very. what is this? What are you, George Bush? Yeah, this is very, like, anti-Steve Rogers behavior. We don't love this. Yeah, and Wolverine does not love it. We don't love this. Beast is a problem. How do you solve a problem like Hank McCoy? We'll see next issue, but there's really not much to chew on this issue. Yeah, no. The other thing, I'm just like, get to it. I feel some people, they get to the fighting and don't get to the relationship. There's other people that they're just sit there and just hemming and hawing and talking about their emotions and don't get to the plot. It's like, it's a, it's a delicate balance and not everybody's doing a good job of it. And like you and I, I think we're two people that really don't value like what Jeff Bannister was saying, like, hey, there's nothing like sitting in the backyard in the suburbs with a kid in a pool with a beer and yeah. with a beer that you don't like and just like blown away, like two bros and two lawn chairs just like talking and spraying each other with the hose. I'm like, first of all, gay. Second of all, sounds horrible. Yeah. No, it needs to be like there's nothing like, you know, just like being in a, at a gay jacuzzi party doing right. rails doing meth while we're spraying each other with jizz like then i'm like right. all right now like i getting get it. spit roast by two <laughs> yeah now i'm like yes now i'm you're speaking my language so if like the relationship scenes were jeff bannister and or wolverine getting spit roast in a jacuzzi with like three other hot guys there then we would have been like oh these relationship scenes i love a story that's grounded in relationships yeah but it was too heteronormative. Yeah. All right. Well, let's All talk right. about well, uh, the opposite of heteronormative. Uh, New Mutants New number Mutants. 31. Which at this point should just be called um, queer mutants. Yeah. Because it's non-binary like mutants. non-binary queer mutants. It's just like, oh, is there a cis het mutant? We don't need you. <laughs> we don't need you in this book. <laughs> Fuck off. Which is Fuck off. Um And there's a new writer. Um, uh, do you have handy her name? Charlie Jane Anders. Yes. A trans writer is writing this and it's being headed up by um, Escapade, the new trans mutant. And this it's definitely taking a very bold turn rather than kind of just like taking the new mutant world and introducing this character. It has been kind of just upended and it's being shown through the point of view of this new trans character. So it feels very different than the previous new mutant like comic so far, it feels very different. It's very fresh and new and it's a very bold step. Do you feel, what did you think of this issue? Do you feel it was successful or do you feel it was like- Yeah, I liked it. I liked it for that same reason that it kind of, the weight of characters shifted. And really this is Shella Sexton, AKA Escapade's book featuring the new mutants. Uh, I love her, her as audience character. And I love that she's just so- Front and center, even in the Marvel Voices Pride issue where Escapade made her first appearance, Escapade, this character feels like big, you know, like worthy of the spotlight. Yeah. And she she feels like a headliner. And that carried through in this too. And I like that. Like, I like that she and her best friend, Morgan, they already had a thing going. Like, they've already got a world they're thieves, they're criminals, but they're good-natured people. But, you know, Morgan, they have a flying turtle. Like, you know, there's already 
all this interesting backstory of Escapade and of her friend Morgan. That's just, it's cool. I will say I, I, I did not think Escapade could take powers like Sync, which then apparently... That felt new to me. That felt new. So I still am very... Because there's moments where it's like she, she can switch places with bodies. Like with the falling predestination, she switches positions so that Morgan is the one falling to the death. But then she also can switch statuses, but then she can also switch powers. So I just... I, I want there to be like an episode where there... Or an issue where they're like... a I want a data page... That's like describing everything escapade, what the powers are, because at this point she and I think I think maybe what it's leading to of why Emma is like, no, do this, do this is she might be because how sync is like could be Omega level. She might be on the journey to being very, 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 very powerful. It is so Emma Frost to think that Emma sees the real potential in this character's power set and Emma sees, you know, what what the mutant society could achieve leveraging the powers of this of this character, for sure. Um, and do you remember the Leo character? It's another trans character, was yeah. introduced before. Was much given about that character before? I don't know. I think Or did they just show up? I looked up and they were in a previous like issue of New Mutants. Um Under Vita. Yeah, but I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, but she was at one point being like, oh, when I first used my powers, I killed my parents. And I'm like, oh, was that is that a new piece of information? I think it is. So trauma. Um, trauma. I will say there's some moments where sometimes I felt like they were just like hitting the the message like a little too much over and over again. Like we don't need every other panel to be like, I love you for what you are and who you are. And I'm like, we get it. I get it. Yeah, you we get you it. You don't have to say it. It's because there's a certain point where then it started feeling a little cringy. It was yeah, a little cringy agreed. at some points where you're just like, because we're, I'm going to be me and who I am. And I'm like, love it. Okay. Yeah, All right. Now stop, to be you and me. stop talking yes. about it. <laughs> Cause there's a point where then it just feels a little after school, especially when I just agreed. want it to be like, cause there's a point where it's like, yes, we want to acknowledge that these are trans characters and we want to acknowledge their journeys and i love that but there's also a point where it's like i don't want it to only be about that i want to also acknowledge that trans people are superheroes they're also superheroes and we, that, that's not their whole personality you know what i mean yeah i do i, I, I do. and it's a fine balance and i know and it's i'd rather you go more on the side of like hey everybody let's be understanding um so uh I one thing i do it. like though that didn't make it feel after school special is i don't think at any point Shella said, I'm trans. No, no, which I loved. And I did love that. But there just was, everyone kept hugging each other, being like, no, I know I'm here for you. And we're all here for you. And we're all friends. And we're all going to be like, kumbaya. Like it was a little. Yeah. Well, this, what I do like about where the story wound up is the cast of characters that were following, the the cast of characters that got kidnapped by the U-Men are not the lost kids. And I thought this book was now going to be about the lost kids, about Anole and Waterboy. And they still annoy the hell out of me because they're just constantly rebelling against everything and whining. But this is the polar opposite. You know what? They needed one of them. We need one whiner. I think that's what I was missing. There needed to be one whiner. One like goth like, oh, shut up. Like one cynic. Yeah, Yeah, we need one cynic to just kind of like, yeah. I think that's what I was missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, but I like where this book is going, and I love me some John Sublime. So as soon as I saw the title of the story arc is the Sublime Saga, I was like, yes. And like, I didn't make the connections until they said it of Martha Johansson. Although poor, this is traumatizing. Oh, I'm just I like, know. please like let this her. Is a lot this poor for her. girl. Not only did she like have all this happen to her, no one. And I don't. Do you remember um, Hope, what was Hope's book? Remember Hope when it was like the five of like, and then the first five mutants that she discovered. Yeah, the five lights. What was yeah. that called? Generation. No, what was it called? Generation Next. No, I. What was forget- that called? Generation Hope. Generation Hope or something. What was that called? Remember, yeah. but there was that guy that was kind of like the from like the anime. He had like that where he could morph into like the weird being, and then he met Martha and gave her form, and then she kind of turned evil. There was like oh yeah there was like a whole plot with that she has been through it all and at no point in Krakoa did they they had to fight to give her a body they're like oh, you're not dead so you know fuck you at not having a body like they've been just so cruel to her and then it's like oh how about we just take you back to square one from the very beginning to the people that did this to you traumatizing terrifying trauma she'll be I mean she'll have some sort of cathartic oh she's gonna moment, kill him you know. she's gonna kill yeah what's his nuts anyway. I like it. Yeah, That's but I'm fine. excited about the direction of this book. Yeah. Love Escapade. Let's do it. And then this next book, we're going to count as an X book. Because you don't want to do new music. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. I don't want to do new music, but it also has an X-Men character in it. So it's It does have a prominent X-Men character in it. So it's we're keeping it under the umbrella of the X-Men segment. That's right. We are talking about variants number four, Miss Jessica Jones. Written by Gail Simone. Gail Simone. Gail Simone. Basically. You're so grown. Yeah, basically there's all these different variants of Jessica Jones that are appearing, and some of them are trying to kill her baby, which I'm still not 100% sure why yet. Um, She's met three of these variants, but then she gets notes saying don't trust them. And so picking up with this issue, she walks into the bathroom, and there is the nitrous, another version of her, and she's the one who left the note. And she's uh, like, look, yeah, you got a problem. You got a purple man in your head. Well, it was the it was the Jessica Jones that was in love with Daredevil, the Daredevil girlfriend, Jessica Jones, that was like, oh, you don't think you're a danger? Here's a picture of your family. And our Jessica stabbed the photo. And she's like, yeah, you still got purple man in your head. Yeah. And Nitrous was like, we can fix you. Why don't you ring up? Luke Cage, who was on the New Avengers with Wolverine. And you're like, wait, they're going to bring Wolverine into this? Yeah. No, no. No, they need to call Wolverine to bring someone else into this. So they call in Professor X. Which I will say it should have been Emma, but whatever. (laughs) I know. Wait, I know. Like, why wasn't it Emma? I guess because maybe it's because he can reach people with with Cerebro from that. Yeah, I mean, like. And he's a lot more powerful than Emma. So when you need a job done, go with an Omega. But Professor X technically isn't an Omega. Oh, that's right. He's not, right? Yeah. No, he is. He's not on the the original. No, he's not on the original list. No. Holy fucking shit. Okay. Anyway, but people are referring to him as Omega. It's still, it's unclear. It'll change. I'm sure. Anyway, basically... Basically, Professor X basically pulls Purple Man out and then he kind of like shows her. It's just like Purple Man is gone. It's It's just it's just the influence that he left on you is still there. It's your brain doing this. Yeah. So he basically like helped turn off that part of her brain. Yeah. Get rid of the. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
But when she uh, woke up from this little, like, you know, kind of trance thing, she did realize, like, oh, wait a minute, the Jewel character, the good one, the one that was never hit by the Purple Man, she's the one that actually is the only one that actually broke in and knew my daughter's name when I didn't say anything. So it was like, wait, you're the bad guy. And she's like, busted. It was it was a very Scarlet Witch in Multiverse of Madness move. She's like, well, you're to bring America here. Wait a minute. Yeah. You never said her name, did you? Oh my That's God. What and I will tell you this because I'm when I, I don't remember anybody's name. So I never say anybody's name. So if I was a villain, which is why I'm evil Jeff, I'll never get caught because I'll never be saying anybody's name. You'll never name. be able. Yeah. Villains get caught like that all yeah. the that was time. Murderers. It was literally 80% of how Jessica Fletcher solved cases on Murder She Wrote. I'm telling you right <laughs> never, now. Wait a minute. I never said her name. Wait a minute. She's I like, well, she I fell. can't believe she got stabbed in that pink dress. I never at said she mid, wore a pink at twelve oh three, and you're like, "How did you know she was in a pink dress and she died at twelve oh three?" Which is, I got to say, a great twist. I did not see the one that represented all of Jessica's lost innocence being the villain. Yeah, wait, Jessica it's Jones or Jessica move. Fletcher? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, Jessica Sorry. Fletcher, right? And Don't also, R.I.P. Angela Lansbury. She just died too. So. She did. Yeah, she did. Uh. She did. Um, and Gail Simone killed her. Wait, what are we talking about? I, I've completely lost track. Okay. Okay. So anyway, um, Jewel ends up bringing up all these other variants and does like variants assemble. And we see like Luke Cage, Jessica. We see Electra, Electra Jessica, Jessica, Vision, Jessica, Vision, Jessica. So you're like, there's fuck. even one that's like, reminds me of like um, the uh, incredible, uh, what's his name? That book you love with all the blood. Oh, Omni-Man. Omni-Man looks like an Omni-Man, the cable one fascinating it's a fascinating book and it'll end next time yeah it's good it's really fun it is fun see that's Um, the thing of like balancing stakes balancing emotional development of characters and balancing action twists twists and turns and plot it's like the balance of plot action stakes character. and character you have to have all four of those going and it is a very delicate balance and gail Sim- i mean gail simone's been doing this for years like she's a pro oh she's been doing it in her sleep yeah she wrote this yeah. in her sleep she wrote this in her granted she's <laughs> she's in an eternal slumber <laughs> she writes and tweets from her sleep yes yes and now i must sleep now you must sleep good night Guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, uh, we're getting very close to our 250th episode. Oh, my God. And we've already discussed some surprises and new twists and turns yes. the show will take. Yes. Um, I can't wait to do it. Um, I can't wait for you to see all the twists and turns. And hopefully you will keep on listening. Here. Um, yes. Because right now we're going to still be talking about comics. We're still going to be talking about gay stuff. And those connect because I don't know if you're aware of this. If Mm -hmm. you read comics. uh, Did you know this, Brett? Did you know this? No. If you read comics, then that makes you. (gasps) What? Queer. Queer. As folk. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.